Hey, Hound Dogs. I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. I'm Trevor Hankins. I'm Rachel Wells. And I'm Julia Cannon. And you're on the air with Power Squared. Uh, this week we're continuing our comic book club. Yes. Number two. Book club with, number two. Let's go! Black Sad. Black Sad. Yeah. Why is he sad? <laughs> Why is the Black Sad? <laughs> well, that's what we're going to ask you about later. <laughs> it's on the quiz. The question <laughs> is, why isn't he? <laughs> so, it's, so for people that are not familiar or watching this, it's a noir comic series created by Spanish authors, uh, Juan Diaz Canal, Canales, yeah, and Juanjo Guarnido. Juanjo Guarnido. Okay, and it's published by the a French publisher, Targod. Yeah. So in, in 2000, here we are in 2022 reading it. And we chose, it was Trevor's choice. He picked Black Sad, and we it's the image uh, collected stories from uh, 2020, I believe. Yeah. So, so Trevor, why, why, what was your interest in Black Sad? What made you want to read it? Um, well, I had a kind of, I kind of uh, stumbled upon it, and uh, I, I mentioned of it, and then uh, when I uh, looked more into it, it sounded interesting. And uh, what inspired me to read it was the uh, announcement of the video game adaptation. Okay. And I. Uh, Decided to read it before playing the game. When you get closer <laughs> to the mic. Yeah. 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 So uh, there is a video game out. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> there's no. It's not anime, but there's no animation or anything like that, is there? No. No. Uh, I think it'd be kind of. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, Maybe someday. So I know that around here we watch a lot of film noir. Did that help you appreciate the stories at all? Yeah, I thought it was uh, it's interesting how it uses uh, uh, noir style. Yeah. Sorry, and I assume that but the Rachel and Julia are familiar with film noir, or oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. It's definitely pain- it's I've... definitely painfully it's painfully noir. <laughs> well, actually, it's in some ways it's uh, a lot of times film noir is like kind of the stupid stories <laughs> if you just did <laughs> the right thing you wouldn't stupid. get in trouble you know, I love film we all know who did it it was Colonel Mustard in the study <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a murder mystery uh, <laughs> the, the, the idea is like uh, you know if I just went to the cops they won't believe me so I'm going to run and hide and all that and uh, if you just did the right thing you wouldn't have a story this doesn't have, fall into that trap no which is good. Wait, this is a story. No, <laughs> yeah, this these stories they they definitely feel like a love letter to the noirs of yore, but they don't treat the reader like an idiot. No, you know, no, no. it's it's uh, kind of adult ish. Yeah, right. Um, kind of. Yeah, I I appreciate the fact that it, it's kind of funny to think that these are Spanish creators, sort of dealing with the United, you know, basically U.S. at the at post-war yeah 
period—it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition, and they do a pretty good job, I think, of capturing a lot of that yeah. was going on back then and still going on. Yeah. <coughs> today. So, you guys have any thoughts about the? I love Black Sad. I I read I read a couple of stories before this book club, and I read you know the rest of the stories in the collection after. Um, I think what an, I learned about it on Tumblr. I think um, the art is just so masterful. I believe the artist was originally a Disney artist, and you can tell like the in the like the expressions, the the movement, the overall style. It, it definitely feels like Disney made a noir um, a noir story. <laughs> <laughs> um, very ninety. It feels very like. Golden Age Disney, especially. I wish, I wish, like if they broke out in song, they could like they could like give I you mean, a CD accompaniment and you could play it while you're reading the comic. <laughs> well, they do actually yeah. quote old songs. Yes. Yeah, I was that's gonna say that. I'm like, well, that's true. Um, the story yeah, but it's like background music. It. It's like background music. The main character isn't singing to us. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> true, but um. Yeah. <laughs> the stories are so intelligent like when I first read read them I didn't read them very actively but now that I'm rereading them I, I just appreciate them in a whole new way because um, especially uh, I can't remember the name of the, of the New Orleans one the New Orleans story um, but that's just like mwah, so well done like the way it plays with time the way it just just the themes like I, I just really had a good time reading all these stories especially just like the twists like right when you think that oh case closed we got the perp where everything's all well and done and then before you know it wait there was another piece to this puzzle as to why everything was happening and yeah. you're just like yeah this yeah. makes sense but what <laughs> <laughs> so of the three we we're supposed to read do you have a favorite for me, the most memorable one was um, Arctic. Wait, why Nation. don't I remember Arctic the the Ar I think that's a good title. Yeah, I never remember the titles of the story. I have, I have, I have written down. It's okay, we're the same. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's definitely the most memorable for me, because it's just you don't you don't often read comics about racial issues, especially sure like racial history. Oh yeah, they're certainly out there, but like. In terms of comics with the kind of reach that Black Sad has, it's just not very common, especially in mainstream comics. This is published by Dark Horse in the United States, I believe. Yeah. Am I, am I, yeah, 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 Dark Horse. And um, it's just, um, part of me wants to be skeptical because these are European artists trying to tackle a American issue. Yeah. But, um, and, and I can't really say for sure that they like nailed it flawlessly because i'm a white person I, it's, it's gonna be hard for me to comment on that but um i feel i feel like it was wow okay <laughs> <laughs> but um Other people can't think i got you okay <laughs> um but um I, I just feel like it was it, it was super hard hitting you know um yeah. like back to the the issue with the film noir and how sometimes the stories are stupid like these stories take on very real issues you know, yeah. in a way that's not like you kind of expect it to be cartoony because it's a comic but it's certainly not cartoony it's very serious 
Yeah, and, so um, sophisticated. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and some, some okay, film that's wars the word. take off. Some film wars do take on kind of issues of the day, uh, but most of them are kind of they can be the really good ones are, are really good. The kind of the was it not detour? What was the one that was got hitching a ride? It was just yeah, yeah, it was really dumb. Um, Part of me, one criticism I have of Arctic Nation is that um. You know, there's the the white animals, like the white power group, and then there's the black power group. Mm-hmm. And they're almost kind of made um, morally equivalent. <laughs> like both sides are equally bad, and I'm just like, no, they're they're not. <laughs> well, I- um, this is written in 2000, so I'm willing to give them a little wee- leeway there. But um, things are not dated as appropriately with 2001. Sorry, I, I think though that uh, a lot of the I say the racist and the I can't think of the right word when you sort of uh, like the fact that he like dumps his wife because she doesn't you know because she's black and that was oh, the yeah. only reason he did that is, is yeah, yeah. Really just, you know uh, it was like the power got to him so much that like he just left her because yeah. of said power. Pretty much. I mean, that's that's oh. just, you know, inhuman. And, uh, but it's, and that, I, I can't think of the word where you say one thing and do another. Hypocrisy? Yeah, hypocrisy. Yeah. You know, but, fact. um, it Thank you. made me think, um, um, the only word I'll go today. Um, the way Karoop, how they, the story at the end about Karup and his black wife or black partner, at least um, the way he was at first loving of her, but then got into this white power movement mm-hmm. and like slowly started to hate her. It reminds me a lot of the modern day, how like, you know, like the uh, alt-right pipeline, how like men are slowly being turned to like be racist, even if they weren't before it's some things don't change. I suppose. I, I think that's, I think that's been kind of going on. Uh, oh for yeah. A long time. I mean, every time there's uh, uh, economic ch- downturn, it's the, these are the people taking your jobs. Is it comes up all the time? Yeah, especially uh, because this I, is a post-war society, right? Yeah, and but you've, the boom of the war is over in some ways, and so you're kind yeah. of. Yeah. I think there's like a post-war. Anyway, I don't think that justifies what they were doing in the story, but. The, oh, yeah. the idea that uh, it's always somebody, it's always the other's fault, um, you know, kind of plays, is, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, it's like, there's a reason. Is it right? No. But you asked for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, yeah, I'm not uh, excusing that at all. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But there's just sort of this, it was kind of interesting that you wouldn't think of animals as having that uh, blue, white, or black. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's the, very it's it's utopia before it's utopia did it <laughs> you know and then it's like the, kind of different and then he's sort of married to his daughter whatever that, is. that one was, yeah, that was like, super weird oh okay that I mean, is it was all part of her plan <laughs> clever girl but ma'am <laughs> <laughs> yeah sort of it's uh yeah i mean it was definitely like you know um that whole plan I guess that's very noir, isn't it? Like it was part of the plan the whole time, and it, that's the twist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Good ones have a good twist. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, that, that was that is a very uh, powerful uh, storyline to, to issue to tackle as well. It's a very memorable twist. I feel like that's the I feel like that's what makes that story so memorable. Because I remember reading it for the first time, thinking these two characters look very similar. I. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, Arctic Nation was really good, and I also ended up liking uh, Red Soul because of like how they handled communism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an interesting one. Yeah, like it didn't... I kind of like how it didn't have a um, a solid conclusion, really. Yeah, like um, some people get away, and you're like, hmm. Now, is this where the dog is digging the? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I thought oh there, was, there were times when the dog looked like he was out of a Disney movie, like Hundred yeah. Dalmatians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially he was happy. But, oh. uh, yeah, and he was sort of like it was very. Uh, yeah. What? Well, one thing I find interesting about Black Sad is how like the species of the characters are chosen based on their personality. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, part of me doesn't like how the lizards are always like skeevy ass motherfuckers. <laughs> it's like lizards can be good people too, okay? Yeah. Tell name one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Does Beast first count? <laughs> hmm. It's like the mom, right? <laughs> uh, well, I guess funny. Uh, like weekly is a. Uh, a weekly as a journalist, so he's a yeah. weasel. <laughs> I like the fact he was weekly, like he worked for a newspaper. That was kind of yeah. <laughs> weekly, uh, the Weasley. Yeah. I was gonna say I uh, ended up liking Weekly as I kept reading. Yeah. Yeah, weekly is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> he's precious. He's a little comic relief character. He's precious. <laughs> you, you kind of there. need that with the seriousness of yeah. stories. You kind of a little bit of true. A little bit of levity. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He kind of provides that, and he also you know, like those people. Yeah. <laughs> you need kind of like a goofy side character to be a foil for like the big serious main character. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it can't all be like doom and gloom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need like that quirky friend in the group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going back to what we were saying about how good the art is, it's also interesting how it's already really good in the first story, but it just but it manages to keep getting yeah. better with each mm -hmm. story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, for uh, sure. Including uh, not just the detail, but also the expressions. Mm-hmm. Like going from the first one to the even during the first one, but even going into <laughs> Arctic Nation got even more expressive. Do we know anything about the? about the creators at all and that that, that was required i'm just curious <laughs> if you know anything um well I, I i only recall that um the artist worked for disney at some point um you that's why the that. art looks very disney-esque um but i also I, know um did you just hear that through the grapevine or did you look that up or i i read that some i think i read it on his wiki or something like that. Okay. Um, I, I just, that's thing I remembered. And um, I also recall that, um, you know what, I might have recalled it from, we might have learned about this book in comics history class. <laughs> oh. um, and I know this comic artist um, didn't feel like a comic would be successful in Spain, and that's why it was published in France. 
Yeah. Um, and I think it says, I, I was reading about the process of making the comic. Um, he write, The writer writes the scripts in Spanish, and then they're translated to French and English, hmm. which I find super interesting. And that, could get, that could be very expensive to do. I mean, do a really accurate translation. It's true. I was, um, what was it? I think I was reading Amarillo, the, the last story in the collection, and there were a ton of translation notes at the very end. I was like, damn, y'all put a lot of thought into this. Because um, the translation really is flawless. You, if, if you didn't tell me it was originally in French, I wouldn't be able to tell, because it feels like it fits naturally into the English language. Because you say flawless, like, so you, you read the initial Spanish, <laughs> and that was exactly right. That's what I said. You know, that's true. But um, it, it just feels but no, it does seamless. Feel, yeah, it I think seamless is a good word. Yeah. Like, if you were to read it in French, it's like there wouldn't be any, like, for the most part, be any miscommunication of, like, okay, this is what they're really trying to say. Yeah. yeah. How, There's no... <laughs> I wonder, though, how this was received in, like, France, because it's not, I mean, these aren't French sort of stories. These are kind of American stories. I, I'm just curious how it was probably originally received. That's a good question. Although, I feel like, you know, these comics are very much inspired by film noir, and American movies have always been super popular abroad, so yeah. I imagine yeah. there's at least some French people that are familiar with film noir, and there's, are like, oh, hey, look, a noir comic. Yeah, there was the whole French new wave that was kind of kind of you know, kind of that on the on the fly kind of filmmaking right. stuff. I mean, they were all. I mean, those people were familiar with film noir. I don't know if your average French audience would be, and especially in in two thousand. But I mean, if it was, if you may actually not be oh, it's film noir. You just may like it because it's a well written, well drawn comic book. Yeah. Right. The top of the book says it an award winning the award winning international bestseller. Yeah. Maybe that means it's sold well in other countries along with America. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't think they would keep doing it if it wasn't a success. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't have brought it over. It's been it yeah. was originally published here in two thousand and three. Because one of the oh, articles, yeah the one of the covers was from an original American publish publishing. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But this is from 2020, so obviously it has a lot of staying power. Yeah. Are they still doing it? Do we know? I was gonna say I learned recently that they're publishing more stories, yes. and um, actually, it bl uh, it the the what? Starting like a four part. Hey, get closer. Like I've, uh, they're like a little bit closer, buddy. Yeah, it's hard to hear. <laughs> Did you get your novelier mic? <laughs> or a boob in there. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. It's like they're... I think it's only like they're starting a four-part storyline, and they recently published the first part of that in English. Yeah, I was going to say I read it. I read that one because I just had to. <laughs> and hey. Yeah, the hanger, and like they have part two in French. But not in English. Like, <laughs> this came out last year. Why can't you have an English now? <laughs> annoying. It's like the struggle when you like love something that's like overseas. It's like the chance of it coming in English. It's like and you know what? I read the first part 
and I was mad I couldn't read the second part, but I was yeah. thinking, wait a minute, this these guys are originally they originally speak Spanish. The script yeah. is in Spanish originally, so maybe it's available in Spanish. It's not. <laughs> oh no! Is it Why? Not, Por qué? Is it not Por qué no? <laughs> no, I've looked it up. They, it's not published yet. Huh. Oh. You think they would be if they're such an international bestseller? They'd be published in their homeland. Uh, well, I guess you would to, think. Well, I guess to put it in first, to bring up another series for perspective, sure. uh, the uh, Geronimo Stilton book series is originally Italian, and it take yeah. it can take years for one of those to get translated to English. Well, yeah, we as, as like fancy fonts and stuff. Yeah. I mean, part um, of part of the reason we did the Kickstarter was to have Power Square. Translated into French, and yeah. that would be like thou, you know, several thousand dollars to do. Yeah. Have it done by somebody that's you know knows what they're yeah. doing. <laughs> but maybe, I guess maybe there's a process. I don't yeah, know. but it's just interesting that's not available in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess I I figured with Black Sad, if the writer originally writes the script in Spanish, they they would it would be easier to publish it in Spanish, right? I I guess not. Something about the process. Or maybe there's. Um, maybe could, I don't know. We don't know for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think we should go to Spain and try to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Spain and protesting. Okay. Wherever the publisher is, I'm going to go protest. Because <laughs> I want it right now. It's a really good story. <laughs> I, there's probably not a publisher in Spain because it's not in Spanish. But go ahead. Well, they published them in Spanish. Um, I believe the stories are, in fact, published in Spanish. They just okay, haven't published. Just that question you said, no. Okay, but not this one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah, um, they published Black Sad in Spanish, just not this new story yet. Okay. Um, that's what I guess. Oh uh, okay. <laughs> but um, <laughs> just have to wait. Just have to wait. Or <laughs> learn French. I'd also recommend uh, the video game. Ooh, I've heard mixed <laughs> reviews about Black Sad the game. Like uh, gameplay wise or story wise or both. I heard the story was fine, but um, the the gameplay itself is like. Mm. Uh, well, Trevor's actually uh, played uh, the game. Let's let him. Yeah, the, the 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 story is actually like really good. Uh, it uh, it takes place uh around Arctic nation, and it, it's uh -huh. like about uh Black Sad uh invest investigating uh the the death of a. Uh, boxer and like falling down going down up he ends up going down like a rabbit hole <laughs> okay. uh, really? not literally but like <laughs> a, a <laughs> metaphorical rabbit hole <laughs> uh, eat one of these pills did he eat the red yeah. pill or the blue pill <laughs> Where you're go ahead anyway uh Anyway, uh, the, the the story is like it's worth it for the story, but uh, even after a patch, the game is like buggy as hell. Oh, I see, mm. I see. Understandable. Okay. That's it, a shame. It, it has interesting gameplay. Like your your choices, some of your choices actually can influence the outcome, but it's mm. it's still like a. There has some like technical issues. <laughs> so if they've been doing this for twenty-two years, do you think there'd be a, like a, a lot of Black Sad out there? 
Uh, um, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, with the video game. Okay. Uh, the the voice acting is also good. Mm-hmm. It's like um, after playing the game, uh, when reading Black Side, I kept imagining his uh video game voice actor. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Do you know if um, Juan Diaz Canales wrote the story or worked on it on the game at all? Uh, my understanding is that uh, the uh, the creators themselves were not directly involved with the story, but they still tried oh. to make it feel like a black sad story. <laughs> oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. You think it felt like a black sad story? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to consider it at some point. I think it's on Steam, right? Uh, probably. On it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I spelled I spelled black wrong. What is wrong with me? <laughs> it's on. It's on. It's on the thing. It, it's a hard. It's a hard. Word to get right. <laughs> no, I think no. I think my brain and my fingers just didn't connect well, so yeah. it just kind of bubbled. Uh, black sad. Under the skin. Yeah, it's up. Yeah, it's on there for forty bucks right now. Hell yeah, forty bucks. My made of money. That's the that's the that's the that's the sale price right now. Like the main price. Consider it. I was gonna say get it during a sale. (laughs) You know, I'm remembering now. Going back to the our favorite story. I I I blurted out Arctic Nation because it's very memorable. But we always had a Silent Hill as a standalone book i never read it for some reason um so i went ahead and read it and i feel like that's my favorite story now just like i feel like it's just pulled off so beautifully compared to the other stories not that they aren't pulled off beautifully but this one just like i feel like it's just so strong compared to the others especially not just with the narrative with the art the art is so strong like at the very end i don't know if this is a thing in the collected edition but at the at the at the end of this book, they have um, like a little walkthrough of the art, or like um, the process. Like it has like he shows his color thumbnails, like how he mm-hmm. works out the color palette of a given shot. And there's so many of these. There's like two dozen pages of just like his process, the artist's process, mm-hmm. and it's like it's just so good. Like all of it is just so good. Mm-hmm. It's not like someone's an overachiever, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, God, I thought, yeah, I thought my comic work was a lot of work. This stuff seems like, like, all these painted comic pages just seem like so much work. So that was a Um, question I had. had Any influence on your own work? Um, maybe not, like, maybe not, like, I I wouldn't call it a historical influence of my work. I mean, like, as a, like, er, earlier in my life, but... I definitely want to take some cues from this comic now that I'm reading it more recently, especially in terms of color, because I feel like I ne- generally need to improve on my color theory, my color literacy, because I've never really sat down and appreciated the color of this comic, because like just, just the way he can paint color and light is just so beautiful. I definitely want to... I saved the pages like the pages in the back as like a, a guide for myself. So I'm going to look back on it and study it because um, this guy, like he's got good stuff. Not just the color, but like 
the movement, the expression, the general instruction, the composition. It's just like, ah, delicious. I will say, oh, sorry. I will say, like, um, when I was reading through it, the two things that I liked is one, like she said, like the coloring is just like, moi, chef kiss. Though what I do like about it, it's like a good, like, cleanser especially with like how like i guess like a lot of digital coloring is done these days where it's like what like a lot of like vibrant colors mm. and all that stuff so when i was reading through black set i'm just like it was a good cleanser to the eye of like with all like the colors like toned down and it's a bit more around like the paler side even with even with scenes that were like very like bright and like colorful in itself it still had that toned down vibe that was it's like true. not too like like you know like blinding like good example so like one and then also just when i was like reading through it all and looking through the artwork i am a huge fan of like um like sketchy but also clean line art so whenever Mm -hmm. i would like that's like one of my favorite like sketch like sketchy pages where it's like it's it's the complete line work but it still has that feel of like you know, like that joke of like, oh, this is just like a warm-up sketch and it looks like a freaking Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> it has that vibe, True. and I'm just like, damn, I, I need to like... <laughs> artwork, you look closely, it's messy, but if you yeah. zoom out and look at the whole picture... It's like it's, so it's pretty. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I'm thinking about it, it's kind of ironic that like, because you think of a film noir as like a black and white. I don't think mm-hmm. all film noirs were black and white, but you think uh, of like a classic film noir as black and white, film right? Classic noirs are black and white because that was, yeah. it was a cheaper stock than yeah. Than yeah. Style at the time. Yeah, <laughs> neo neo um, noirs are color sometimes, like Chinatown. Is a yeah, that's that's true. But um, the way they incorporate color into this comic and how it sets tone and mood and how it suits the action is just it's so genius mm-hmm. it feel it can very much tell that um this comic was influenced by animation yeah it is so <laughs> i guess in the next issue of power square we're going to see this kind of detail <laughs> <laughs> if only yeah, well you are the artist oh dear <laughs> But, but um, I'm looking forward to um, what was the name of the everything everything falls down it they all fall down yeah, yeah they all fall down they all, they all fall down part two I want it come on dark horse so I mean but again there must be a lot of stuff between this collected stories and now I mean unless they're doing like do one every two three years or something uh I. Don't know. I don't know. Okay, I wasn't expecting to sort of have an answer. I think all the collected stories were. I think I think the collected stories were all of the black side that had come out up to 2020. Wow, that's not. That's not really cranking them out, is it? Hello. <laughs> I mean, not that they have to, but I mean, it's just. Collected sto- the collected stories collection uh, also has a couple of uh, short stories at the back. Right. I do. I do. I was gonna say one. I I never read the short stories because they were they're in they're in this one. They're in a silent hell at the very end. What was the one uh, that stuck cool. out to me? It was um spit at the sky. That was like wow. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for those of us that don't remember it, what was it? Uh, well, it was about it's about a chicken lady. Yeah, yeah. She's gone, gone way beyond the assignment. <laughs> I've only read up to read the first uh, three. 
Yeah, I've only Are they in the collected version? Yeah, they're in here. Okay. I think it's cool you don't have to uh, pay an exorbitant amount of money to read those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spit in the sky. Oh, yeah. I read those, but just, again, it was about a month ago, so I'm not right. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. So we would continue reading this if we could, right? Yes. Obviously, yes, absolutely. Guys are, I would not read more either. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, thinking of finishing the collection at some point. That's fine. Yeah. And Julia, would you read more? Yeah, of course. Okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anything else we want to bring up about the? Should we talk about the next book we're going to read, Julia? Uh. Well, um, damn, put me on the spot right yeah. there. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, well, I guess, like, just for, uh, I guess just for continuity, um, if you guys would want to read Lore Olympus, like, since, one, it's free on, like, it is free on Webtoons, and I also have the book on me as well, so. All right. I'm down. Let's go. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I think we got it. <laughs> awesome. Reading a webtoon. Let's go. I don't think I've ever read a webtoon. Mm. Like on I the actually, site. I actually looked at a couple just because people keep saying, you can get a webtoon, and it's a way different book. I mean, because it's like the dialogue boxes are out of the. Right. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's just it's a different book. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a different type of ball game. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely it's, play a lot with the format of comics, which is, you know, it's cool. Are the books <laughs> like the webtoon, or are they are they more like a comic book? Uh, it, it still keeps the same structure, obviously, throughout the time. But I think the main thing they just change is just certain layouts for the page, because depending on the type of dimension the book is, they'll have to play around with it. But yeah. other than that, it's relatively the same as uh, the webtoons. Yes. Okay. So how? Far in Laurel and Vest, what we need to read? Uh, hmm. See, I don't want to kill you guys. Um, <laughs> how much is I feel the like first book cover? Isn't it like 20 something? Hang on, I had it. I have it. I was not expecting to bring it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's great about live. <laughs> I don't know how many pages are in a. There's episodes, right? I don't know how many people yeah. are in an episode. If you can't find it easily, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, my hyper my hyper brain is already on this. Let's <laughs> <Like, laughs> right. see, Laura Olympus Volume found One it. Paperback. She found it. <laughs> Three hundred eight pages. Golly! Wait for the first volume, or apparently that's what's telling me. Oh, well, that's probably not all comic. How many pages? Yes. Three hundred eighty-four. Wow. Oh, it has episodes one through twenty-five. That's a lot for one book. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you get some value because it's like it's like twelve dollars on Amazon. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a printed book for twelve dollars. 
Apparently, like paperback. Oh, that's, that's printed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can also buy digital stuff. There. I found this one at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like episodes 1 through 10 is pretty reasonable, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I was going to say with Lore Olympus uh, because, it, because it was brought up, I uh, noticed uh, two collected editions at a Target recently. <laughs> Ooh. I see it at Barnes and Noble. Yeah, dude, I'm like tempt. I'm tempted to buy the volume two hardcover because I can't find the paperback. But at the same time, that part of me is just like it won't feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> I have one hardcover and I have one. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of rad that webtoons are going mainstream. Yeah. Like you can see them in like major bookstores. Like, I never thought they would get that far. I don't think anyone did. <laughs> <laughs> Especially by the creators of Webtoons. Alright, all right, mm -hmm. so, all right, so for the next time it'll be Lore Olympus episodes 1 through 10. Right, and we Yeah, tune in next a, time. Do we want to pick a month we're going to do this? We go for... We're doing these like every four weeks or six weeks? Yeah, I think last time was about six weeks ago. Yeah. It was, it was the, when we came back, so it was the beginning of August mm -hmm. or the end of July. Yeah. We did it mm -hmm. at the end of July. Yeah. So this is like halfway through September. Oh, yeah. We could go weeks. for like mid November or so, or maybe like early November. Okay. In October. So we don't have to set that right now. Yeah, we don't have yeah. to set that right now, so around that ballpark then. Okay. Sounds right. good. It's a date to aim for. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, when we figure it out, we will. Course. let you know that's right we'll yeah. figure it out our listeners <laughs> what kind of just uh i i have not heard of the story so what, what is it about all right so <laughs> Dang, it's been so long no it's been... <laughs> oh sorry it's been a long time since i read it i'm just like wait was it this plot is basically like the story of like with hades and persephone okay and uh Crap, I'm running a blank right now. <laughs> right, is there right. a blurb on the it's back? It's kind of, um... Yeah, Bob has read this. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, it's, um... It's about the Greek pantheon. and But it's basically set in the modern day, so, like, they're having wild parties and whatever. Mm. It's about, like... It's kind of like a romance. I think they had wild parties back in the Greek days, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. I guess I mean like wild parties with MDMA or something. <laughs> I don't actually know if there's MDMA in the book, but maybe. <laughs> it's like if they're part. It's basically if they were like having parties here, like in like 2019, 2020. So like they would have like basically like our trends, our lingo, our stuff like that. And this yeah. Ad. They're Great playing mythology. Post Malone or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Uh, All right. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, Everyone, leave your Laura Olympus spoilers in the comments down below. <laughs> yeah, please. We'll be ready to read them. <laughs> all, right. all right, so sorry. Uh, all right, so that's it. I think that's. I think, I think we've run this dry. All right. So until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. I'm Trevor Hankins. I'm Rachel Wells. And I'm Julia Cannon. And you've been on the air with Power Squared. Bye. 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 Bye.